Hello and welcome to the Ham Radio Crash Course Podcast. My name is Josh, amateur radio call sign KI6NAZ. And no Leia today, so much apologies on that. I am here at Hamcation in Orlando, Florida. First time to Orlando, first time to Florida. So today is going to be a bit of a different podcast, and let me explain. So I'm out here, obviously, by myself, and uh, podcasting over the phone is not going to be that great of an idea, and I actually do need some sleep, but I've got a mission. I have a question that I want to answer, ask people who stop me at Amcation, my friends, YouTube friends, people that I know in the industry. I want to ask them a question, and I want to hear their opinion. So I'm going to have their answers appended to the back of this podcast as we move forward here. So stay tuned because I think you might enjoy some of the thoughts people have. But before we get started with any of that, we like to kick off the podcast with the Ham Radio Minute. It's never a minute! That's right. It's never a minute. And today's going to be an extra long one because I want to talk about something important for Ham Fest attendance. And it's going to be bring cash. <laughs> so I know this sounds really dumb, but, but hear me out. Uh, Huntsville, right? We went to Huntsville last year, and Huntsville was great. Really, really great ham swap meet. And I, Hamcation is shaping up to be even bigger, even larger, even more impressive. I'm really excited. I got my media pass today. Jason, Ham Radio 2.0, Tank Radio, and I went down and picked up our media passes we kind of took a little stroll through the camping area or the campground and through some of the buildings as people were setting up. I would say when we got there, roughly 20% of everything was set up. But the 20% of what I saw in the swap meet area already makes me really excited for the ham fest actually going live. And so that's why the hammering a minute is bring cash. The reason is, I'm not telling you to just bring a bunch of money and blow it at a ham fest, although if that's what you want to do, great. <laughs> but the comment is because trying to go to an ATM at a ham fest is always a pain, particularly if you're not from the area, plus you don't want to pay the charges. Hams ultimately are more frugal people. We, we like to know where our dollar is going, particularly when it's going into new radios. So have some money on you, highly valuable. But this is a twofer. This is a twofer ham radio minute. Going along the idea of swap meets, ham fest swap meets, and getting the most for your money that you pulled out, I want to talk to you about not making a deal per se, but knowing what the value of something you're looking at is worth. I think generally ham fests are a great place to buy ham radio gear because I don't think hams are generally in the business of ripping off other hams. I think most hams are pretty straight shooters. With that said, I think you the potential buyer at a ham fest needs to do your due diligence. Obviously, if you are looking for specific radios, you probably have a pretty good idea of what that radio may be worth. you got a number in your head. But inevitably, you show up at a ham fest, and there's going to be some wild thing you didn't think you'd take a fancy to. But there it is. It's sitting on a table, and you're like, wow, that's, that's pretty cool. I should check that out. What's that all about? So what I would recommend you do, have eBay, the application, on your phone. And hopefully you have internet to go along with this phone. What you want to do is you want to search for that item. 
Now you're going to get back a listing of items. And for some of you, or you already know where I'm going with this, but but hear me out. You get a back a listing of items, right? All the the people currently selling that item. Case in point, I was at the show today, and somebody had an Icom 706 Mark II G listed, well, not listed, but on a table. And I was like, hey, that's a really interesting uh, radio. You don't see too many of those. And it's an actual, like, real nice Icom radio. And so I asked him, how, you know, how much are you looking to get out of that? And he said, I want $750. And it came with a box, and it had a nifty guide. Um, it, it looked like a pretty good radio. It was real clean. It was really nice. And I thought to myself, I'm like, yeah, I don't know, because, you know, 750 and $50 is what I would think would kind of be like close to, you know, what you would pay for new in some cases for some HF radios. I know that it didn't sell for new, but you, you know where I'm going with this. So what you can do is you pull up your app while you're there. You know, don't get too excited unless you, you know the value of the radio and you're like, oh, no, yeah, no, I know this is worth it. Let's go ahead with it. You pull up the application and you search for it in eBay. You get back a list of items and you're going to go to the filter button. It's likely in the upper right-hand corner depending on the app you're doing. If you are on your uh, computer for some reason, you add a filter or go to more filters and you want to click sold. You want to see all the 706 Mark II Gs that have sold. It's likely under the Advanced tab, and you click on Sold, and that will give you a listing of all the items that match that search term that actually you know, people exchanged money for. For instance, I'm looking at eBay right now, and there's an estate, ICOM 706 Mark II G, with some extras, and it went for $416. Not bad. Here's another one, an ICOM 706, which has some filters added. By the way, the one at the HamFest, $750 has all the filtering added. And it went for $771 with 14 bids. Okay, more reasonable for what the person asked. Here's another one that... Um, went for $430, another one $550, you get the idea, or hopefully you get the idea. This one was Mars modded, and it's for $660, and it went for after 15 bids at $660. So you can do this on your phone, right? You don't have to go pull up your computer. You don't have to walk away. You can get a really fast assessment on what an IC706 Mark II G went for. And then you can turn back around and you can make a, a more confident decision on whether you want to buy. Now, don't get me wrong, this isn't um, giving you the ammo, unless you want to use it that way, to try and haggle the person down, like say, hey, look, see this eBay, you know, it went for $400 and you're selling it for $750. Well, you know, that's not really fair and we all are hams, so be honest uh, when you're talking with the individual. But just, it, it gives you more peace of mind when you're walking in on what the value of this item truly is. So keep that in mind. That's my, my big tip, my ham radio minute. We went way over a minute on knowing what the item is is worth and the fastest way with the most decent amount of results possible is usually pull up an eBay sold filtered list. So there you go. Now there is no preparedness corner because Leia is not with me here. I would love to do the regular podcast with her, but alas, uh, here I am in Florida. Now I wanna say thanks everybody 
to uh, for listening to the Ham Radio Crash Course podcast. I appreciate this is a very abridged version of the podcast. And what I would like you to do, if you haven't already, is go hop over to iTunes and drop us a review. Give us those five stars if you enjoy the show. Maybe not this episode, but all the other episodes. If you haven't done that, uh, we would truly appreciate it. And if you'd like to email us, keep in mind all emails this week and next week will be read next week, next episode, with Leia back in the room so we can have a proper podcast. So we'll read all the reviews and all the emails next week. So if you send an email in this week and it didn't get read, that's because I wasn't reading emails because I'm here by myself. So just keep that in mind. You don't need to send two emails. We'll get to it. Don't worry. With that said, if you do come out to Hamcation and you want to send us an email on how things went for you, what you enjoyed, what you went to, if you found any deals, that would be really cool. And you can reach us at leah at hamtactical.com. Feel free to, again, talk about ham radio, leave us questions on ham radio, comments on preparedness, and if you send us a merch idea or a send us a merch idea for hamtactical.com, which is our merch store. If we end up making that merch, we'll send you one for free. So we really appreciate the ideas. Now I'm moving right into the show topic because largely this show is just a husk of a show without Leia. But the show topic this week is if you could do something right now that would grow ham radio, what would it be? And I'm going to answer this myself right now, but the idea behind this is I want to go around to Hamcation and I want to ask this question of my friends, YouTube friends, people I know in the industry. I want to get their thoughts on what they could do right now. Not high-minded ideas. I'm going to, I'm going to create a syllabus and I'm going to send it to STEM classes worldwide to grow ham radio. That's a beautiful idea. Somebody should do that. You should do this. But I want to know what you could do right now at the local level, potentially. Maybe it's larger than the local level. Don't know. To grow ham radio. And I'll tell you what mine is. My answer is, I'm going to start wearing my HT everywhere. (laughs) I'm going to put my HT on me when I'm out in public, and I'm going to wear it proudly. I have decided that I think that is a great way to normalize the hobby. Normalizing the hobby is something that we can all strive to do, and I know a lot of you are out there doing that when you go do your parks on the air activations, you're being good stewards of radio, you're answering questions people bring up, and I think that's fantastic. Great job all around on that, and uh, yeah, you deserve kudos. But here's the thing, throwing an HT on your belt, or on your backpack, or on the strap of your backpack, on the back of your backpack, on your purse, wherever it is, somewhere that it can be seen, not tucked away, I want to be really clear, not tucked away, somewhere prominent, maybe something with a bright screen, like an ID52, for instance, which will probably be the radio that I carry when Leia is not carrying. Otherwise, I've got a really amazing, what is it, the uh, Yesu um, <laughs> F, oh boy, I totally forget. It's like a 3R, that, um, that tiny little HT. I'm just going to start carrying that around my neck uh, wherever I go, I think. I think that's going to be just super, something super simple that I can start putting around my neck because it gives people a nice soft cushion, a nice soft landing strip for them to ask the question, uh, hey, weirdo, what, what are you doing right now? And, and that's what I think we need. We need more normalizing through people seeing ham radios, feeling, com- feeling comfortable to ask what it is you're doing, and then you being said weirdo answering them. And so that's what I'm going to strive to do. 
But let's not take my thoughts. I'm hoping to hear something really interesting and fun from the people I run into in Hamcation. So let's hear what they have to say. So I'm David, NA2AA. I'm the uh, CEO of the ARRL. And in thinking about a single way that an individual can bring more people into the hobby, I would expand that a little bit into saying that there are many people that are already in the hobby that need to get into the hobby, get more involved, um, and not just be that person that got licensed. And the, the suggestion that I would make to people is get active locally. Look for a club, bring a group of people together. I frequently, in fact, every month, I put in my ARRL QST Magazine column, uh, I say be a connector. And really what I mean by that is reach out to the people that show any interest at all um, and be a mentor. Or if you don't have the time, connect them to someone who can be a mentor. When you're in a radio club and it's a Sunday night and the donuts are off to the side of the room and the coffee's brewing and people are listening to the business of the club, if there's a new face in the room, the moment that club meeting ends, embrace that person. Yeah. Go up and find why, why are you here, what interests you. Um, you know, one of the things that I've heard from uh, one of the big national retailers uh, in the amateur radio space is that the number one phone call that they get is, I just got licensed, what do I buy? What do I do? Right. Right? So by being that connector, by finding those people, by engaging those people as an individual, you'll be able to count not singles, but dozens of people that you can help and uh, help the hobby grow and perhaps help ARRL grow. Excellent. I like that. Thank you. Okay. Thanks. Yes. Um, introduce yourself, right? And the question is, what can you do right now to grow ham radio? Huh? Well, go ahead and then just pass it around. So introduce myself. And this is like, what can you do right now? Like, what what can you do right now to, to get ham radio to grow? I got my banner out there. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> just talking to you like a microphone. Uh, is it's on? It's on. Okay, uh, Matt, AE4MQ. President of Ham Radio Adventures, which is a, a online virtual ham club that uh, focuses in getting out and advancing the hobby through doing adventures, sodas, potas, and de-expeditions. Uh, the way that I grow the hobby right now is I try to get people to get out of their shack and to activate parks and go on trips and have adventures. Well said. Pretty good. Jason, that's an easy one for Jason to answer. <laughs> I don't know, Jason. What else could you be doing? <laughs> what else could I be doing, or what? What do I do? Okay. Well, aside from this is the the hard one, right? Because I had answered this myself. Okay. Aside from what you do right now. Okay. Like if you had to do something different with your life, your day to day life to grow ham radio, what would you do? Like starting right now or tomorrow? Other than the other than what I'm doing right now. Okay. That, I'll okay. tell you what my answer is. After okay. You okay. All right. All right, Jason. KC5HWB, I run Ham Radio 2.0, which is a YouTube series about ham radio. And I like to think that I grow ham radio through YouTube right now. Yeah. 
But in addition to that, and this is something we're actively working on, is we are starting yet another virtual club, similar to the one Matt has, but it's got a different, it's got a different, uh, a different purpose, a different goal. And our goal and focus is because in the six and a half years I've been on YouTube, I have heard from numerous people over, you know, across the country and every place that, um, you know, people who are newly licensed or people who are wanting to get licensed or people who have just become licensed and trying to learn more about the hobby, they will go, they either A, do not have a club that is close to them. So they've, they've searched around, they're not able to find a club within a decent amount of driving distance, or they have found a club and they've gone there and they felt like that they were not welcome. They felt like the club was a clique, that they were shunned because they wanted to do DMR or Fusion or FT8, and all the guys were like, if you don't know CW, you're not a real ham radio operator. Right. So what I want to do is create a virtual club where everybody is welcome and people who are just licensed or wanting to get licensed are welcome to come in and learn and grow in the hobby and have a place to come and basically get Elmered so that they can uh, they can become experienced ham radio operators and then pass that information along to other people who come along. So we've been working on that kind of in the background for the last one to two years and uh, we made a couple extra steps over winter field day this year to, to get that rolling. And once we get that kicked off, we're going to have probably like monthly club meetings all over Zoom. We're not going to have a, a, a home-based QTH. It's all going to be a virtual club. And we're going to go out and do POTA and field day and these kinds of things as well. So very similar to what Matt does, but with a little bit different focus than, uh, and purpose than what he, he's doing. Sterling, <laughs> what would you do tomorrow to grow ham radio? Something that's in your power tomorrow. I would wake up and come to the Yoda booth and yeah. sit there and tell people how to get youth into ham radio. <laughs> oh. Okay, so so Sterling's already doing that, so he's wanting something that you're not doing. doing. Something <laughs> We're right all doing now. something, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. It's that's a hard question. Mm -hmm. You want to know what mine is? Um, maybe it'll make it a little bit easier. I will wear my starting tomorrow. I'll wear my HT every day. Oh, okay. So like a New Year's resolution to. I proliferate that already yeah right i i, 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 I did that in college like all the time what I'm doing. I'm no, no 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 like, no yeah it, it's it's a simple i thing. think it's a good idea it's i think it's a really good idea yeah it's, it's like opening the door for people to ask you questions yeah such hey, a good beer that? yeah right does so that make good. sense doing yes that? yes what do you, think? you got something oh so i did that in college all the time um right with my ht and and that actually worked like people were like why are you such a nerd it's and then they'd show up at the ham club meetings um sure thanks and that is a mic, so you gotta, yeah. Oh, I'm trying not to overdrive it because I yeah, talk no, loud you're, you're whenever I'm, I'm cool. He said that was a local beer, so we can crack it up. I think, later. I don't know. I, I really think like big picture holistic. Thanks, I need it. I'd this. never think like daily basis kind of thing, like yeah. like that. Because I'm thinking like, oh, I'll go to my club meetings or I'll do this and, and I'll like try to inspire some of the old fogies no. to, to, you know, be more... I don't know, inclusive or, or find out more new ways to get into places where they haven't. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, when I think about that, like, you know, Twitch, Twitch TV, that's where, that's a place where we haven't like infiltrated and we've tried and live stream every day, live stream every day, <laughs> learning CW and then Twitch. look how, you did how it that. turned you out. Did yeah. CW. Yeah. I did yeah. it before you made it cool yeah. again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. You know, Zach, did you, did you build that? <laughs> yeah. Zach, you cool. want to go at it? Thank you, sir. Sure. sure, I'm Zach, KN4KVC, active member of the community, mainly do up-and-coming social media platforms like Discord, getting people involved in that. Uh, one way we can really 
involve the communities in, as Stolin said, get more of the youth in. Uh, that's really the way we're going to start experimenting with this. How so, do you do that tomorrow? Easy. easy. Start implementing topics that they were working about today. Start building protocols doing like blockchain, cryptocurrency transactions via something like NFT WinLink. QSL. NFT QSL. It's just $50 a QSL. What, 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 what? NFT QSL? That's a great idea. It's yeah. not a great uh, idea. It would be great if we the gas fees were so, weren't so high. Yeah, they're they're, there are ways to, to mitigate that and they're, they're trying to make it better. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. yeah, live streaming is one of the other ways that's really getting up there. Uh, YouTube, I'm starting to see a lot more pop up. My feed's been pop, even my non-ham radio account just on YouTube's been popping up a lot more smaller streamers like that lately with some of the YouTube upcoming shorts. Uh, TikTok, I know some people that are getting pretty big on that. Evan, W8KJR is doing that. Just where, go to where the people are right now. This is Tank Radio with my thoughts on how to grow ham radio. If I could do one thing right now, I think um, I will make myself more available to the local public uh, around my place. How would you do that? that? Can I finish my thought first? Absolutely, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I like to make myself more available to be better a better Elmer to um, um, new, new people coming to amateur radio in my local area. Um, I'm not too involved in the clubs right now, which I wish I, I was. Um, there's the one Hearst Club me and Jason involved in, and we're trying to get back into it, but my local um, Euless Club, I was a little involved, but since I started YouTube and everything, I've just been too busy and I had a new job and everything. But um, I think we need better Elmers. Um, Elmers are great to find, and especially in local hand clubs, and some, some hand clubs themselves are... A little, let's be honest, a little good old boy sometimes, sometimes. And we need to break that because a lot of people are coming up and just like, I can't find a good club to join. That's just like, you don't know, you're not an HF. Well, we, we don't want anything to do if you're an HF. But amateur radio is a hobby of hobbies. I've been saying this for a long time. There's more than just getting on sideband. There is Arden, there is Satellites, there is the M17 guys coming up with a new Kodak because they're tired of all the lockdown standards of DMR, Yezu, and um, All-Star. There's just lots of things to do, and I think we need to make ourselves more available to our local new ham operators so that we, we can grow this hobby. There, there, there's my two cents. As Take Radio, KG5 and uh, to all my tankers out there, go forth and conquer. Back, back over to you. Back over to you, Bob. Uh, well, they call me Ham Radio. Do my name is Sean W9FFF, and uh, I think in order to grow the hobby, we we need to reach out to other genres and other groups of people, and not just say, "Hey, get into Ham Radio," but really explain it in their terms about why it can be beneficial to others. Uh, why it would be beneficial to them. Uh, we really need to sell that idea to them, give them that opportunity. Because if they don't know what they're missing, they're never going to get into it. Yeah. Pretty much it. You know, uh, one other thing. Yeah. I, I got two. <laughs> A little bit closer. I got two. And uh, the other thing is this. It's uh, everybody universally wants to feel that they're part of something. They want to feel like they belong. And it's not just making them feel like they belong, but showing them that they belong. And there's plenty of groups of people out there, veterans and everything, who 
they they leave the service and they don't have anything. They don't know how to reintegrate into society and they miss that feeling of being part of something. And like what better group of people than people like veterans? You could think of plenty of things, right? And it's not just veterans, service members, uh, fire, police, rescue, uh, even nurses, whatever it could be. Uh, but those people who want to feel like they belong, we almost have to show them that, hey, there's a spot here for you and it will tailor to your needs. So uh, thanks, I appreciate it. If there was something that I could do in my life, I would look at unifying all the educators that are doing their own thing to create a curriculum that adds amateur radio in the classroom for today's STEM programs. Yeah. Because right now it is so fragmented by different people's ideology that it will never gain the ground that it should yeah. to make it really blossom into technology in the classroom. Yeah. I like it. Thank you, Ray. Appreciate it. Oh, and now it's Ray Novak. <laughs> and this, this is Ray Novak in 9JA with ICOM America. <laughs> Thank you. Hi, I'm Mike. Call sign K at MRD. And if there was something I could do immediately to introduce or to grow amateur radio, I would implement into the school curriculum along with STEM amateur radio because I think that really will help embiggen its reach uh, because there's just so many aspects of amateur radio that could be tied in with science, technology, engineering, and maths. And that amateur radio could just give a real-world application to a lot of the things in the textbooks and, and show results as opposed to just seeing them. So I think that's what I would do. Thanks, man. Yep. Thank you, Mike. And everybody listening, uh, thank you so much. We appreciate you listening. Your time spent in listening. I appreciate this is a short podcast, but uh, thanks for uh, doing it. We'll be back to the regularly scheduled podcast next week. Until we talk to you again, 73.